Plantation Asia Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked. Hello, welcome again to The Bible Unmasked, Season 2, Episode 12. And we are so glad you joined us again. And my name is Elizabeth. Dexter. Yes, and we are excited again to be sharing and having a guest with us. And this very guest, I am so excited to say that I'm related to him. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dexter. <laughs> this is our nephew, Malcolm Douglas. Welcome, Malcolm. Hello, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Good. So we're excited to hear what you have to share with us in just a bit here. So Dexter, we are going to be looking at the book of Proverbs today, and you have your theme for this is building wealth. Can you share with our audience a little bit about how you chose this theme, how you chose Malcolm? Wonderful. So Proverbs... Um has several themes. And a proverb is like a saying, a maxim. And the, the men of Hezekiah, you read this in Proverbs, the men of Hezekiah discovered, I guess when they were um, cleaning the temple, discovered a bunch of sayings written by Solomon. And they mm -hmm. pulled it together, over 3,000, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we didn't get all of them. Uh, but, but Proverbs have so many different themes. Because remember, that's all we study in the Bible this year. And the theme I wanted to study is one of the tips on building wealth, I should have added in a righteous way. Oh, yeah. Um, in, in, in a healthy way. Right. So I chose Mr. Ikeshe Malcolm Douglas, uh, not because he's my favorite nephew. I hope my other nephews don't hear that. Um, <laughs> but he has built the fastest growing um, shoe sole business in the Caribbean. I mean, he is the new Dr. Schultz of the entire Caribbean. And he did it at a young age and did it at a fast pace. But Malcolm is also a godly person. And I wanted to talk, talk to him about the principles he has seen in Proverbs that has inspired him to build wealth in a righteous way. Okay, good. That's exciting. Well, let's get started here. I'm going to begin with prayer and we're going to go into our scripture and the word of God and get to our, our themes and our questions. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you again that we are here together, that we are studying your word and that we're gleaming tips from it that we can use in our own practical life. I pray that those who are hearing this, that they would be blessed and that this would also help them in their own life. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, let's get to our very first um, book here. We're going to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 10 to 11. It says, Choose my instruction rather than silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. So our tip that we glean from this is motivated by money. And our question is, how could you avoid making money your main motivation? Right. And Malcolm, you could jump in for any question. 
Yeah. Um, don't raise your hands because I won't see when you raise it. So don't raise your hands <laughs> and jump in. Um, this is a big one for me. It's a big one for me because I think about my people. I think about so many of my friends. And um, I used to be in this camp too as a, as a youngster that would jump at the easiest money-making idea. So I would be in a lot of these network marketing or multi-level marketing schemes mm-hmm. uh, because it, it promised easy wealth. Um, that's, a, that's a topic we'll discuss later. Mm-hmm. But, but what I realized is if money is your main goal, you will end up not having a lot of it. Mm-hmm. If having an impact and adding value to people is bigger than you need to make money, you would be paid, you would be blessed for adding value and having impact on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Kishin, you want to jump in? You had any notes on this one? Yeah, definitely. So I, um, in my view, I see it as um, a lot of people did get distracted and um, in terms of focusing on money in trying to get more money. And there's so much out there, you would never be satisfied, I would say, if, you, if your main focus is on, you know, bringing money in. So in my view, I would say um, it's very important to know your why, um, why you want to gain money and generally, because um, in that, then you would get a greater sense of satisfaction. And you know, you wouldn't be in a hamster race going and going and going. So I think that's one of the main things, um, considering that. Talk about your why a little bit. What do you mean by knowing or why? Yeah, well, I would say each person would have a, a deeper reason as uh, to motivation, their motivation in life. Um, one person, um, well, for me personally, um, well, you may have a lot of different whys. You may have one why. Um, I recall my dad Growing up with my dad, he was always a um, innovator. He was always an inventor, um, a businessman. Um, and then in him passing, wanting to carry on that tradition, that's one of my main whys, I would say. So it will be different to each person, personality, everyone. Um, but in figuring out that, that would help you avoid and focusing on that it would um, help uh-huh. to avoid getting distracted focusing on solely money. You start off deep already. Do you think, <laughs> you think your father would have been proud? <laughs> had to be, had to be. <laughs> That's a wonderful that you're like living your dad's legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's touching. You know, I, I always in my, my finance seminar, I would ask people, would you prefer to win a million dollars or earn a million dollars. And guess what most people would say? They want to win a million dollars. But they don't realize most people who win money lose it. Mm. And give them a few years, they end up sometimes worse off than they were before they got the money. Mm. And the reason reason you want wisdom or financial literacy above just money is if you lose it, you won't throw yourself off a building. Why? Because you know you could creatively go and get it again. We, we, yeah, I, right. I had a big break a few years ago uh, when I moved from California, sold a couple of properties, and it netted me more money than I ever had in my life. But that wasn't my wealth. My wealth wasn't this getting those two places sold and earning X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
My wealth was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and learning about putting assets ahead of liabilities. I took that money and I bought a couple of properties and lived off of the rental income and was able to basically retire. You know, so so it's it's money don't doesn't solve your problem unless you have financial intelligence. Um, okay. Jump to question two. Right. So sometimes your process is greater than the actual end result. Oh, look at you! Look at you! <laughs> exactly. Because one of the things you want to ask yourself um, as you are striving for your goals is who are you becoming? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like you said, the becoming is more powerful than the arriving. Right. You know, are you becoming more patient? Are you becoming more skillful? Are you becoming um, more aware mm-hmm. of people's needs around you in the process of striving for this goal? Right. Yeah. And I believe each person, um, when you observe wealthy people, each of them have distinct qualities that, you know, distinguish them from other people. So, you know, you might see a wealthy person, you might... Uh, interact with them and find they be more patient, more understanding, different things like that. So I believe on the journey to wealth, you attract or you gain certain qualities that help you carry you to that next level, which is required. And sometimes you feel you're stuck where it's really a learning lesson for you to learn something to get to that next level. Wow, that's good. That's good. You hear you hear a young entrepreneur talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go to number two now. Proverbs mm-hmm. six, verse one and two. My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said. So here is our tip that we're gathering from that: the stupidity of standing security. Um, is there, is there more you can explain about that? Yeah. yeah, So standing security is somebody who cannot get a loan and they ask you to be a co-signer. They say, okay, Elizabeth, you, you, I mean, you're, you're a wealthy woman. Um, could you stand security in this or somebody who you can't afford a car, but you ask a friend because a friend has a well-paying job Mm -hmm. to sign on that car note for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs in several places calls you an absolute fool. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason you're foolish for doing that is by standing security, you are saying you know exactly how the person's life would turn out. You know exactly all of the choices they're going to make and the consequences that would fall from all of their choices. Mm-hmm. Right? It's nonsensical mm-hmm. because. A friend is as good as the worst circumstance you find yourself in. Sure. Friendships are, are, are tested when bad circumstances. I, I remember this one guy, he um, wanted me to buy a house for him, and then I would mortgage him the house. I really sweetly like gave this guy. Um, and then, oh yeah, we were, it almost felt like a shake hand deal. And then I brought in an attorney because I'm not that smart. You know, brought in an attorney. When he saw the, the, the list of requirements for this mm-hmm. deal to be consummated, he, he began almost getting ugly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the things the attorney said to me that I'll never forget, um, she said to me, look, you have contracts to cater for the worst case scenario. You can't just have rose, uh, what do you call it? Rose colored. Rose colored glasses. glasses. No, 
you have to you have to put things in place if the worst should happen. So I, I never co-sign on nobody's loan or debt. I prefer to give you the money if I'm if I'm able to. And if you think about it, the person who's asking you to co-sign on a debt, you're not helping them. Mm-hmm. What are you teaching them? You're teaching them to get by on others and to get over on others. You're teaching them that, you know, I'm done. All right, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I'll go here to the question then. Why is standing security for people such a dangerous practice? I would say in my personal observation of people, and um, that's my time in doing business, um, people are not the same in adversity. <laughs> so you might think you know someone, but they might be a completely different person in the face of adversity. Oh. And only when it comes, that is when you will get to see who they actually, who the real person or that next side of them. Um, so for me, I would say you're better off giving them, just giving them uh, whatever they need. Or if not, you give them a portion and say, hey, what? All right. If they ask, let me say arbitrary, but they ask for 100. It's all right. I could give you $20, but hey, what? Never ask me again. So that way you're helping them out, but also um, you're breaking that bad habit as well. So I would say, yeah, people are not the same in adversity. Hence, you would never be able to know um, how guaranteed your return would be. Right. Yeah, and money has a way of ruining relationships, boy. Mm-hmm. You know, so you really, you really, you really want to say no. Say that's not a practice I engage in. I don't stand security. I'm not gonna sign for you for you to take out cable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not teaching you. And and you think about it, a lot of the things people hate to co-sign for mm-hmm. or to stand security for mm-hmm. is is bling stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bling stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Let's keep going to number three now. This is also still in Proverbs chapter six, verse six to eight. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. So our tip here is sources of inspiration. So this source, I guess, is the ants, is our inspiration, okay? So what inspires your drive to succeed? Yeah, that's all you, Malcolm. That's all you, Mr. Kid. You spoke about living out your father's legacy. Mm. You, like we said in the introduction, you're running one of the fastest growing um, business in your niche in the whole of the Caribbean. Mm. Um, you wake up early, you go on quarterly retreats, or is it monthly now? Um, but you go on these retreats. Um, to, to, what 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 wakes you up? What keeps you going? Um, well, as I mentioned before, the wise has a big reason. So me actually listing out my my wise. So at the beginning of the year, I set my goals. I write out my wise, and there's a whole other importance in actually writing it down. You know, it actually becoming a reality from. Um, thought to reality, so actually writing that down and figuring out those why, but also seeing other people succeed, that tends to motivate me. It's hard to explain, but just seeing success, I want to be successful as well. And it's really all around us, you might see, um, it might be more evident in the materialistic things to, to see it. Um, however, that in itself is motivation, seeing that you know someone has, has done this 
you, you, um, have anyone, you have anyone in mind that just yeah pops in yeah. Your so just in living everyday life and seeing other people succeed or um i've also a sports person used to play a lot of basketball um just watching people master their craft and observing them that in itself um, would motivate me to you know push to become better and as one of my favorite athletes would say greatness is um how you could inspire another person to be the best version of themselves so that in itself um, is a motivation as well. But do you, do you have any particular person that has motivated you? Like the last person you could think about that 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 brought a wow from you and, and you're like, yeah, I have to crush it like them. Do you have anyone in mind like that? Um, well, I actually would create a circle of influence, I would say. So I, have, um, I write out a list of people, um, maybe, well, I would start off persons that I know, my uncle, and then I was, yes. uh, extended, extended, um, you know, people like Kobe Bryant, um, Jim Ron, uh, a lot of those motivational speakers and people that mastered their craft. And right. uh, I'd want to get some form of inspiration. Each of them would um, provide some motivation in a different way. So depending on what type of motivation I would need, I would tap into which respective um, speaker I would say and seek from that. I was wondering if you were trying to get that out. We wanted to <laughs> your name. <laughs> <laughs> I said uncle. I have I have two uncles. <laughs> I never said which one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I think I am right. But no, but 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 Malcolm. No, no, again, talk a little bit about your business. Mm-hmm. And you, you have a big vision for building this business. I, I introduced you in the last episode. In, in fact, um, Vanessa said, I want to meet him. Mm-hmm. I said, I said his business is on target to, to earn a million dollars. And what currency is that, though? He wished it was US, but it's true. It's true. Soon to come. Which is still a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's what's driving you to build this business like you've been building it? Because you started it from scratch. Um, in fact, you and I were talking about how you started and you were just almost going door to door. And then the, 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 the pandemic struck. And then you had to find a creative way to keep um, pivoting and innovating, even innovating even during the pandemic. What's, tell me a little bit about your business and what's the, what's the drive behind that? Um, I would say it all start. It all starts with a decision. So, from the beginning of the business, um, initially it may not have the full vision or what you may see it to be in the future. But as it goes, as the business grows, your vision grows with the business. So initially, I just made the decision that hey, I want to build this business as big as it could be, and I decided. Um, a lot of people would go into business for a quick profit and, um, well, many different reasons. However, I decided, you know, I'm in this for the long run. And with that, you now, that just gave a whole different um, extra boost in itself for me to keep pushing. Uh, as I would tell, um, Bex says, our rule is really a roller coaster. <laughs> many people wouldn't realize, but from seeing and knowing the vision where I wanted to be, um, that in itself, when uh, the lower the roller coaster helps me to push to reach the top, 
and then even customers um, seeing how the business influence customers and help them as well. That is an extra boost in itself. Um, yeah, that helps me keep pushing with the business. Yeah, I think your business is one of the, um, and I'm I'm really praying it would be one of like a like a like an apple in a garage kind of story because he started this in a bedroom in his mother's house, <laughs> and it's I mean, what, what sort of things would you say your business have done for you? Being the, the we, um, I was sharing with Liz earlier that Malcolm's mother and sister when they, when I call and ask for him, they would say, "Oh, you're calling for the CEO." <laughs> Calling for the CEO, the CEO is, is out and about already. He's making money. <laughs> what, what um what has your business done for you? You you um and you've chosen this business path or the path of business chose you. You you have an engineering degree from the university. You could have been just you know working for a company, which is I mean that's laudable. Anybody would like to be known as an engineer, but instead you you started building this thing from the ground up. What has it done for you, though, as a person who has grown your character? What would you say are the tangibles and the intangibles of having this business? Yeah, well, I would start with the intangibles, definitely, which um, I, I see it as um, invaluable. Uh, so it, it teaches. I think business in itself is, an, is another teacher of life. And going through it, you learn a lot of lessons. Um, so one, understanding people, if you're into business, you'll have to learn how to understand people. You can't just go through business. And one of the main focuses in my business is customer um, satisfaction, um, customer service. So in that in itself, I have to learn to be more patient, learn how to understand um, one customer be maybe a little upset. Um, sometimes they might, might just be having a bad day. So you have to be patient. Um, so there's a few of the intangibles, I would say, or discipline, definitely discipline. Wouldn't be able to grow without being disciplined uh, to reach that certain level. Um, I was able to purchase my own vehicle um, for the business, which was required <laughs> to um, carry on business operations, uh, make a few other investments in a few other companies as well. Um, so I've really gained a lot and still gaining and Another one of the main factors, people that I've met along the way that have taught me a lot to help continue growing the business. Um, so it's a lot, it's a lot that I really have uh, along the path that I have gained. For sure. Okay. What's your whole take on this this ants passage? Though I haven't really directed us to Proverbs itself. We're talking all these business concepts and the, the ants say, he's saying learn from the ants. What was your take on that in particular? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I would say ants, in many perspective, I believe we could, um, we could look at the ants from um, during the summers and winters, you would see ants, they are, they are very, I would say, persistent type of creature, and they always move in teams, um, but relative to inspiration, um, as I was discussing this with Dexter time, during the winter, the ants always think summer. They almost think they always think summertime. So during the winter, you know they're thinking, all right, it's not gonna be too long. Summer almost, summer almost here, summer almost here. You know, we just had to stick this through. Um, and as in life, that's how things are as well. We would have some winters, some winters may be longer than others, some may be shorter, some may be colder. But the ants, um, from my perspective, I believe they always think 
uh, summer after winter is almost summer, or always summer. Every year, um, year in year out is almost summer. So just endure and um, they seek inspiration through um, many different channels and staying in together as well. How I see it. Right. One of the things I think that really moved, I have several inspiring moments with you. Um, one of them is you started, a, um, and this was your sideline business while you were building your, um, your inner soul business. Um, you started a, um, a, a dog business. Wait, mm -hmm. what's the proper name for it? Dog breeding? Um, yeah, dog breeding. Uh, and, and the whole concept of the business is basically, um, you know, you, you get these puppies and, and you know, you, you breed them, but you get them as puppies. Then eight months later, you breed them and each, each, each puppy could actually produce about 20 other puppies over a, you know, three to five year, three to four year period, right? Mm -hmm. um, what blew me away with that business is your vision. I'm like, this guy is in his early 20s. How could he master the art of delayed gratification already? I'm like, man, you're setting yourself up for prosperity, for um, long-term prosperity, because this is not a quick fix mm -hmm. kind of business. You know, this is not sell somebody, make a quick turnover. This is not a flip. Mm -hmm. You know, this is you having the puppy, growing it, feeding it, taking it to the vet. And then eight months later, hoping that it will have, um, not litter. What do you call <laughs> What does the puppies have again? Is litters? Yeah, litters. Litters, yeah. Litters, yeah. yeah. Hoping that the litters would, would drop properly and all of that. I, you blew me away with that. So the, 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 the follow-up question, because that's ant-like behavior. Like you say, in the summer, they think winter. So they're like, look, we can't just party because the place is warm and nice. Yeah. We have to realize that a time is going to come when it's going to be cold and yeah. we can't get out like usual. So let's think ahead because one, one proverb, one saying I have is the decisions you make today will determine the life that you live tomorrow. And that's ant-like thinking. Mm -hmm. What enabled you to master the art of delayed gratification, at least with that business, mm -hmm. that dog breathing business? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to me, I, um, as I mentioned before, I think it all starts with a decision. You really have to, and many people don't ask themselves questions and decide on things. Usually, you know, let the time flow and just a decision is made. Um, subconsciously or whether someone else decides, but you have to sit and really ask yourself, all right, am I in this for the quick profit or am I in this for the long run? What do I want to become? What do I want to gain out of this? And then when once you could ask yourself and be true to yourself, <laughs> uh, whether what you want to gain out of um, whichever venture you might um, want to explore or business on a whole. And then once you make that decision, I, I believe it, it wouldn't be easy, but it's something you practice and practice. Thank you, Malcolm. This has been awesome talking to you. So, Dexter, what can we expect in episode 13? The book of Ecclesiastes. We're still with the wise man, Solomon. Ecclesiastes is one of the most pessimistic book in all of the Bible. Um, but I love that it's there. I love that it's there because, you know, it makes us sober. And you want that. Life is not all 
giddy, happy-headed joy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so the theme for Ecclesiastes is facing death for a greater appreciation of life. Mm. And, and I want to walk that journey with you guys. We have an amazing guest coming in. Um, so you'll want to be a part of it. And I lend my thank you to Ikeshe Malcolm Douglas. I, I expect greatness from you mm -hmm. um, as you stand firm in Christ and build various business enterprises. Yes. Okay. Thank you again. Remember, viewers, you want to share this with your family or friends. We premiere every Sunday evening at 730. But of course, you can view it anytime after that uh, on our YouTube channel, PlantationSDA.tv. So let's end with a word of prayer now. And Dexter, if you could pray for us. The God that prospers us, we pray your spirit and your presence in our various activities and transactions and business dealings, but I pray we would seek to build wealth from a place of righteousness. And I pray, God, that the greatest gift of wealth is being able to inspire, empower, and edify the lives of others, that that would be at the core of our heart and our decision-making. We bless you and we thank you in the name of our friend and the one who changed our life, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Plantation LZ Church presents The Bible Unmasked. Read your Bible daily and join us every Sunday at 7.30 p.m. for our weekly discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, let's read the Bible in themes with Season 2 of The Bible Unmasked.